Deep in the heart of Appalachia, guys set on a quest to create the greatest podcast. Uh, sorry, dude. I thought we agreed on the correct pronunciation of Appalachia. No, dude. We, we've talked about this. We've talked about this over and over and over. It's, it's pronounced Appalachia. Listen, freaking angels and the women got together. That's how we got Bigfoot. That's how we got vampires. That's why we got all of this stuff. These ancient Appalachian mountains that are literally older than bones. There's old entities here. You start finding out more about them, they start finding out more about you. Good Lord, sir. (laughs) This goose has gone rabbit. You think you're just going to run up with your little sword on the king of the goose squad? Listen, the old entities of Middle Appalachia are unexplainable. Mm. They are eerie. Breach. And they are one of these things that will keep us, the hill folks, and the people who live in the area constantly searching for answers. Mm that they probably will never, ever find. And this is why we love Appalachian Intelligence. Hey there, Hill Folk, and welcome back to another episode of Appalachian Intelligence. We are extremely, extremely thankful that you guys could join us again for another week for another edition of AI. With you tonight, your hosts, Justin and Ryan. Ryan, how you doing tonight, buddy? Doing fan flipping tastic. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm really good. I'm excited to get into uh, this conversation today. It's been a weird day. It's been extremely weird, and maybe we'll get into that at some point during this whole thing. But first, hey, Justin, yes, sir. can I do something real quick? Sure, yeah. I didn't tell you about this, but I want to do it real fast. On the off chance that my wife listens to this episode, tomorrow is our 20-year anniversary. Well, so, happy anniversary, buddy. That's I awesome. Say That's awesome. Happy anniversary to my bestest ever friend and the love of my life, Ashley Ratliff. Yay! Woo! Yay. Applause. Put up with me for 20 years. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she's done it. She's a saint. She's yeah. a saint. I put up with you for a couple, and sometimes I'm ready to lock myself up in some kind of mental institution. Out of love. <laughs> the drink helps. Totally the drink out of love. Helps. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, happy anniversary, buddy. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. 20 years this day and age, that's something to celebrate for sure. So that's awesome, man. I thought so. Congratulations. So that'd be nice and give her a shout out. Congratulations. Now we'll jump into the business. Um, you guys know we got a little different intro now that we don't share all the business from the front. So we'll do that here really quickly. You can follow us on all of the socials. Those are listed in the show notes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, go check us out over on Discord. Come hang out over there. Um, keep leaving those five-star reviews. They help tremendously. Send your stories, accounts, concerns questions whatever you have uh send those to appalachian intelligence at gmail.com um share the show make sure that you guys keep sharing the show we've steady grown and growing and growing for 
a year and a half now, and it's all because of you guys. We appreciate that so much. Uh, you can support the show uh, financially by going over to patreon.com slash Appalachian underscore intelligence, or you can click the support the show link and you can buy us a monster or a coffee or can snuff or some of these new nicotine pouches that I've been doing for a while. And I think Ryan may be doing too now. I'm trying to. Oh, no, I'm straight back to dipping. I did up on all <laughs> well, that. never mind. Ryan's no quitter. That's, that was that was ridiculous. Ryan's I no did quitter. quit smoking. I did quit Good. smoking. Good. But you can follow us and help us and support us in all of those different ways. Um, Fortian Airwaves Supergroup Mega Ultimate Podcast Conference. That's a lot of words in that title. <laughs> that was a lot of words. You can come check that out October 6th, 7th, 8th in Ada, Ohio. Uh, the tickets will be in the link tree in the show notes. Uh, be sure to get on that. Limited availability there. Bunch of cool podcasts going on with that. You got us, you got Uncomfortable, you got Cryptids of the Corn, you got Kill the Mockingbirds, you got the Bump Podcast, and you have Hollow Sky all in one place, doing a bunch of cool stuff, hanging out. It's going to be a lot of fun, so be sure to get your tickets for that. Come check us out. Speaking of those five-star reviews earlier, you know, when we get love. Oh, yeah, I remember when you were talking about those. (laughs) When we get love, (laughs) we like to show a little love back out. So this week's five-star review, well, our first five-star review this week, it comes from Wendy GQ. It says, my fave, five stars. I haven't found any other podcast that has multiple hosts without being obnoxious. I, I could, I'm, We're pretty obnoxious at some points. There's sometimes. I love the topics, and they keep me laughing. Great podcast. So, Wendy, GQ, we really, really appreciate that five-star review. And thank you so much for doing something that our wives and family can never do. And that's not find us obnoxious. (laughs) We greatly appreciate that. Our next five-star review comes from NC underscore joy. That's North Carolina, I'm guessing, underscore joy. It says, you are my folks, five stars. I grew up in Southwest Virginia, Big Stone Gap. Hey, shout out, Big Stone. And I love that you guys are just putting it out there, covering all the strange and cool things happening in the hills. Huge shout out that you are not ashamed of your faith, too. Keep up the good work. So, NC Joy, we appreciate that big time. It's awesome to hear back from some uh, some local hill folk. Uh, here in Big Stone, and just know that we've been doing a whole lot of digging into your hometown, and there's going to be a lot more coming from that pretty soon. So look forward to that. But we appreciate the five star review. Now, fortunately for you hill folk out there listening, you don't just have to deal with me and Ryan tonight. I know that can get a little testy sometimes. Tonight, we have. A seeker of the secret, a hunter of the hidden, a discoverer of the arcane. With us tonight, we have Stephen from Arcane Discoveries. Stephen, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? 
Good, man. Doing We're great, good. Man. We're excited Wonderful. to get into this. So, Stephen, for those of uh, the Hill folk out there that that don't know you or haven't come across your work or your social media presence and the things that you guys are doing, why don't you let the Hill folk know a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, a little bit about your, uh, well, just a little bit about you and, and everything that's going on. Okay. Well, like I said, my name is Stephen. I'm here from uh, East Tennessee, uh, particularly Monroe County, Tennessee. Um, I'm just a simple man, a man of God, you know, pronounce my faith pretty much everywhere I can spread the gospel. That's a good thing we should always do. Um, so, and then just a father of three, a husband, a brother, a son, just a simple old boy from East Tennessee. And I'm part of a group called Arcane Discoveries. We are a group that right now we're particularly just finding things on the internet that just look odd and crazy and in particular and we'll take that and we put it up for everybody to see that may have not seen it before so that way things people can determine on their own well have you seen this is this real is it going to be real or just what is it helps us answer questions and it helps maybe someone else answer their own question um so there it's not only myself, I have three other compadres that are not here with me tonight. They are busy um, and couldn't make it or couldn't make it. Um, but like I said, we're just a simple group of guys that like the weird, like the crazy, like the, the cryptid, the the abnormal. And uh, we just like to get out there and uh, bring the truth to light pretty much. Um, and we're just, you know. Uh, we don't have full length videos yet. Uh, that will be coming. We are in the process of having, um, equipment come so we can go out and do investigations because our area as of now, even as a month ago, we're having hot, hot activity with Bigfoot dog, man. We have numerous paranormal stuff going on in this area. East Tennessee is crawling with, with this, the unnatural right now i don't know why but i have an idea why and it may have to do with oak ridge opened up when cern opened up but we can get in that yeah. later uh, i was just gonna say no matter where if you just say east tennessee no matter where you're at in east tennessee you're close yeah. enough to oak ridge that's there's gonna be some weird shit happening mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh yeah ever since cern's fired up and knoxville decided or oak ridge started to open back up We've had some there for a while. We had some crazy weather, lightning storms and wall clouds. And these wall clouds would come forward and sit still for hours and just sit there and ignite and shoot and, and, and just light up the sky for hours. And ever since then, we've had an upkick in just everything. Wow. So. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Well, uh, how before, do you hide a portal? You manipulate <laughs> yeah. the weather, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she they that scientist says she's not opening a portal, but as a matter of fact, she uh, you know, I thought I heard it was on the episode the other day talk about how she came out and said she was joking. Well, actually, one of our members of Arcane, his daughter goes to a city school here locally. She came, did a presentation, and she told them, she told them everything. Like with they're opening to try to open a uh, a mirror dimension to see on the other side 
they're basically taking a laser shooting at a wall and see if it opens up into this mirror dimension. And these kids were young and went home and told their parents and it just blew their minds. They thought they, you know, maybe she told them because they're young and innocent and they wouldn't take it. No one would take it serious. So they're like, it's legit stranger thing stuff going on. Yes. According to this, mm-hmm. this scientist lady. You guys yeah. are in the upside down. Well, if you if you do your digging on the Stranger Things, I haven't watched very much of it. One of our members has. If you look at it, it represents a lot of our area. Yeah, a that's lot. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I've what I've thought. You know, you have this this secret base that's set up and won't allow anybody in or around in this little small town, Hickville, USA, to where nobody's yeah. supposed to ask any questions or even care what's going on. And then, right. you know, eventually that, that portal does open up and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think I, stranger things. I don't think is too far from the truth. You know, just like you're saying right now, mm-hmm. you have this, you have CERN firing back up, you have Oak Ridge firing and going on all cylinders and doing all this different stuff. And, you know, we do have an uptick in reports. We do have an uptick in sightings. And they've always been there. I'm not saying oh, yeah. that, you know, nobody's ever. They've been there for, you know, hundreds of years since the first, you know, documented settlers mm-hmm. started coming over here, white settlers. And then mm-hmm. if you look back at the natives, shoot, they had relations with Bigfoot and Sasquatch and mm-hmm. all this different. So it's always been there. Right. But it's like since then it's the really, really weird stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. you're talking about with the weather, like mm-hmm. dog man, you know, all these dog man sightings and they, they've just, they've went crazy. I mean, you know, people talking about seeing them in the middle of towns in broad daylight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, running into the side of their vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it is weird, dude. So mm-hmm. why don't you get into some of these, you know, things that you guys are, are seeing and digging into and, some of the, you know, accounts and experiences or your own experiences, you know, mm-hmm. get into some of these things like y'all are into the weird in East Tennessee. Yeah. Let us hear some uh, of it. All right. So let me just pull up my, get my notes here and stuff. Cause I've had, I've got some things that's written down because I didn't know where we wanted to go with this. Um, but since we're on the su- subject of things going on in the area, let's just, let's start with Oak Ridge. So let's just step back to when CERN fired up. So when CERN fired up and started up the particle accelerator, um, <clears throat> so did Oak Ridge. So when Oak Ridge did that, their scientist was out there. Like I said, she put a laser onto a wall and was shooting a beam into it. And as that beam is hitting that wall, it's supposed to open up into a mirror universe or dimension or whatever to see ourselves on the other side. Okay. So ever since they're monkeying with this stuff that they don't need to be, it's just caused all sorts of stuff to come out and be revealed around here. So um, let's start with let's start with the paranormal. There has been um, a lot of paranormal sightings and, and encounters here with in places that a lot of people have never seen ghosts. Myself, even now, I don't know if it's a weird coincidence. When my uncle passed away here not too long ago, ever since he's passed away. I've got something that follows me around blowing cigarette smoke in my face. And I don't know 
why but that is exactly what i smell all the time it smells like someone's just taking it and blowing it in here so maybe that has to do something with oak ridge i don't know but a lot of people have been it's talking about how ever since then they've seen and heard weird just abnormal things going on with the paranormal orbs orbs is a huge thing right now here um there i don't know if you've ever heard of jeffrey's hell over here in the city co wilderness area so okay so quick little story jeffrey's hell is actually a trail it's a trail that comes from the top of the mountain goes down midway in the city co wilderness area and this trail was named uh, named after a man named ebenezer jeffrey okay he and his do- famous dog blue they were out there coon hunting one night and there was a logging company up there at the same time and it was either blamed on the logging company or it was blamed on the railroad that was coming through at the time so the mountain had caught a fire jeffrey's in there hunting with his famous dog and they're doing their thing and the mountain was being swallowed up in this fire and it was rumored to the guys that were with jeffrey now this happened back in the 1900s uh, late um, early mid early mid 1900s it was rumored that his um buddy said that jeffrey was like well i'd rather go to hell than lose my dogs so what jeffrey do he went off in natural the friends never seen jeffrey again they come back the next day and lo and behold there sits blue at the trailhead so blue's barking at him saying you know barking 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 you know, like he wants them to follow him so what do they do they they follow blue as they head down this trail that had been cut they had cut out previously before because i guess this was a hot spot for them um they go down through here and all of a sudden blue just disappears in the front of a small cave when they walked up on it there was the smell of burnt flesh and other such things as that and the whole mount was burnt so he him and his dog perished up there in that mountain so the story goes you can go there and you can hear jeffrey holler for his dog yelling out blue you know come back blue or whatever you can hear blue hollering back and just barking right along and then there's orbs and this is where i'm getting to with the orbs things there's orbs of light that go that kind of look like the brown mountain lights but they're in they're on the ground they kind of just hover across the trails and other places like that and they'll actually flash like they look like they're on fire i've been through there many times it looks like the mountains are fi- on fire because or, or a portion of it is the way, way it's you know it's just flashing so with the oars being there there's been an upkick of them usually you see one in the distance but as i've uh, let's see probably um almost uh, three weeks ago there was a guy up there passing through on the road and there was three orbs and here's the weird part they were in a triangle air shape but they were in the trees they were inside the trees they weren't above the skyline they were inside the tree line and like he would estimate it probably about four foot off the ground just hovering through and they went up the mountain and it disappeared so hmm. You know, with all that being said, you know, there's just a huge upkick in this paranormal. People seeing, hearing more than they usually do. It's even, even for me, an old story that we used to have is the fireball of Coca Creek Mountain. And some people have claimed they've seen it again. 
and they hasn't been seen in years. I mean, years. Um, so that's just kind of with the paranormal thing, you know, in Monroe County, I can go along with, you know, something that happened to me, but this is when I was a kid that was crazy enough that Monroe County, I believe is a huge hotspot for everything right now around here. So basically my grandparents lived in this house down in probably what used to be called the overhill community, the Cherokee or the Cherokee, because that whole area was Cahota. I mean, Sequoia uh, Museum is, excuse me, <clears throat> is 10 minutes from here. So is Fort Loudon. They're right there beside each other from my house. So they were all in this area. But my grandparents' house sat in a particular spot in the hills uh, back in the very back portion of Monroe County. Um, Coca Creek was just right up the hill. Um, so in this house, way back when, my great grandparents' family were Cherokee. So when I did an ancestry dig and all that stuff, I never could find no documents on them. That's because they was Cherokee and they just settled the land. They actually were, from what I could find out so far, they were removed, and then, but they've been there for generations. But some of them stuck around. They took the Christian names, and they stuck around, and they settled. So just keep that in mind, because later on in life, my great-grandmother, she come very ill. Um, she come ill physically and mentally. She got to where she couldn't walk. She couldn't function. She wiggled all the time. Couldn't really speak a lot. Always with her mouth open, but she could she could make a sentence. But you had to pay attention very closely. So they believe she was possessed by something because my grandfather's brother come along and did a um, thing where they anoint the house. Where they come in, they did prayer, they threw oils and stuff like that. And tried to help because something was going on because they even believe that something killed my great grandfather there too. He actually died in the yard between the two houses. And instead of calling 911, he was out there speaking in tongues and with hand with his hands and throwing oil on him, trying to keep him alive. So there's just a whole. And then another thing that makes it so dark about this place is that uh, one of the brothers was in a very, very bad way. I mean, a very just bad way. He actually hung himself in the tree out front, the big oak tree. And that tree is still there to this day. And, you know, that's just kind of a little things that happened before I come along. I come along and my mother, her, my mother's old room was at the end of this hallway. And when you would, look into this room from the hallway it looked just like a normal room and it just was purple with white carpet but when you walked into this room your eyes seemed like they were vibrating like the 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 the, the ground around you the airwaves or whatever it looked like it was just bouncing around it was just very very odd and then the it, everything would pixelate everything the, the room didn't look natural there was an an odd sense to it but one day, I'm out there running around. I was a real young kid. After I run around, being a hood rat, you know, doing what I did best, bugging my sister or whatever. And for some reason, something possessed me to come to the hallway. 
look down the hallway and make some mean look like I was screaming. When I did this, a, a cloud appeared out of that room and it swirled. It come, it started out small and then it swirled to be very large. It scared me half to death, so I ran off. Didn't really sit there and pay much attention to it and whatnot. But I, I got braver and went back. And I sit there, did the same thing as I did last time. And again, the cloud started forming. It was every bit as t- from the roof to the floor. It was the doorway was probably like four and a half feet wide. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not no carpenter, but it was every bit as wide, if not a little wider than the doorway. And the cloud formed and then it opened up and a skull came out and opened its mouth and I, I see your look and it, yeah it's it's it, it was nuts i'm probably six or seven at the time and i just sit here and i'm watching this unfold and it's just i'm and i'm i don't know what to do i'm frozen i just don't know what to think or what i'm seeing well fast fuel forward to a couple weeks ago i'm talking to my sister about this stuff because i told her i was going on some shows i was trying to remember some things that were happening in our childhood and she told me that the same thing happened to her twice but instead of hers being a cloud with a skull coming out she said it was creatures with clawed hands kind of lumped over so i'm thinking i don't know what you say a dog man coming out of that bedroom or something because it's exactly what it sounded like but she don't know. She's not a hundred percent sure. She just knows it's a creature. And my mother actually used to have drink nightmares of something, a creature dragging her out of her bed into the closet where it was bad enough. She kept having my grandfather had to take the closet out and remove it. So there was something going on on this property. Even I would see in the old house that was there, my great grandparents that was still there for a while. I would see faces in the windows. I don't know whose face, but I would see faces in the windows. So even my cousin bought it from my grandparents because my grandparents eventually moved. Um, and <clears throat> she bought it. She wouldn't put a house there because supposedly, according to mom, she may have seen something or heard something. She still owns the property, but she lives in another town. She didn't want to be there. <laughs> and I don't blame her. Because it seems in that one spot, there's something going on. And I'm in the middle of trying to figure some things out. I'm thinking that there may be Cherokee graves there, honestly. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leading to because from my historical records that I've looked back, I'm not finding any where graves would be for my family members that used to be there. So there probably there is a huge mountain behind it. Like I said, it runs into the Cherokee, uh, Coca Creek National Fort, Coca Creek area. <clears throat> so it's something that we're looking into. I've got, like we said, we got equipment ordered. We're going to go out there and do with a poultry pod. I think that's what it's called, EVP yeah. stuff, and see what's going on. And yeah, even like I said about the area, even across the road, some boys I grew up with, when they hit puberty, <clears throat> they were two totally different boys two totally different boys one of them's dead now and one of them spent the rest of his life in jail because he cut another boy in the neck killed him so it turned these two guys just completely nuts 
because my and another weird thing is my grandmother used to babysit them then when puberty come around they were totally different boys and she told them no i can't watch you no more so that's just kind of some of the paranormal uh, some major paranormal stuff and i've had tons of paranormal <laughs> tons of paranormal stuff that's all we used to do in high school we'd go out we'd find a haunted barn or we'd go down there to the river and sit around see what happens and yeah. <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> so there you go looking you'll find it that's uh that's one thing we found that's mm-hmm. uh on this podcast there you're you're looking for answers more than likely you'll find them right that uh one of the things you touched on earlier I want to talk about is uh, our buddy, the big guy, uh-huh. Bigfoot himself. That's our homie. I don't know if you know that or not. But, uh, <laughs> right. And we haven't talked about Bigfoot in a long time. I'm sure uh-huh. he's upset with us. <laughs> well, I've got quite a bit of Bigfoot encounters. I've got an encounter that happened to me in 2012. I can go into the encounter and then my encounter, then I can kind of go with some things that's actually happening here because have you ever heard of Miss Janice Carter? I haven't, Justin. That sounds really familiar. Okay. Well, we can get in that later too, but basically here in Monroe County on the Monroe County, Mitman County line, she lived with Bigfoot for 50 years. There was a clan of Bigfoot. Okay. Yep. I'm I pretty know good. exactly who you're talking about. Okay. I got so you. So she, she's one of my contacts now, and something she shared with me is pretty wild. Something new for me, and we can get in that later. Um, but let's back up to 2012. 2012, um, deer season has come along for the South Cherokee National Forest here in Monroe County. I had come across a place to go deer hunt at one point in time, and I thought, well, I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to hunt it this, this, this weekend. And usually I went with my granddad and cause he was always with me. He was always my hunting partner. We always went hunting together, but for some reason he needed to work. He, he was, he's a logger. So he, and uh, he still logs this day. He's 70 something years old and still logs this day. And he, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. He uh, cuts trees down. He tops them, chokes them, pulls them out with a skitter. And does that every day from six o'clock in the morning, six o'clock at night. So, but anyways, I went to this particular spot. It's just right up the Skyway Road. It's kind of hard to explain exactly where it's at because it's just the one of the pull-offs are on the right-hand side as you go up the mountain. So I get there early that morning. It's still dark. And I usually like to get in my spot, my stand, 30 minutes to an hour before daylight. Just so I'm sit still. Everything's quiet, everything's calm, and I, everything's good to go. So uh, I'm walking in, and nothing nothing out of the normal. It's dark. I've got my little light. I'm just trucking right along up the logging road. And I get to the end of the logging road, and I have to walk from the end of the logging road. I had to walk another maybe mile back into my spot. So I walk into there, get to my spot, sit down, and it's just a beautiful day. Sun comes up behind me. It's lighting up the holler, and it's just a beautiful, cool, it was October. No, it was late October. Um, It was late October, and it was just a cool morning. Nice little fog was rolling in. It was just beautiful. I mean, just ready to cap a deer or something to walk through. I was just waiting. And I had seen sign of a big old buck in that area, so that's, that's who I was after. 
Um, so I sit there all day. I sit there and just watch the birds, watch a few does come through, some wild pigs. I probably should have got them, but I thought, eh, I'm by myself. I'm going to drag them out. So day comes on. I'm looking up the hills and up with hollering and stuff. And I'm like, well, here comes the sunset. So I guess I need to start walking out. So I start walking out, making my way. I'm probably halfway out. And I had stopped to look at something that I had seen on the ground. And then I hear a snap up to my right. Now, up to my right is the big holler side. And it's a big lar thicket. It's real thick. You really can't, even in the winter, for lar, it's thick. Uh, or fall, what that would be. <clears throat> and I just thought, well, that's kind of weird. You know, what what was that? You know? And I decide to just keep on walking. So I keep on walking. And it's when your classic scenario, something's stalking me out. Don't know what, and I just keep hearing step for step. I'm thinking, what is going on? So finally, I kind of jog just a second and I stop real quick. And then it stops. I'm thinking, all right. I'm thinking, all right, this is some bear. He's hungry. He smells my honey buns in my backpack or something. He's he's hungry he, or he, he's wanting something. So I start hollering, hey, bear, hey, bear, you know, I know you're up there. Just keep your hind end up there. We'll have no issues. It is out of season, so I couldn't do nothing about it. We walked down through our some more. He's it's still keeping right with me. And I'm thinking, all right, bear, don't you come any closer. And, you know, the whole time I'm in the mind frame of a bear. And finally, I hear a snap a little closer. And I got a little nervous then, so I'm like, okay. It's time to unshoulder my rifle. So I took my old Marlin 30-30 off my shoulder, and I just kind of cradle carried it. Now, I don't carry my firearms through the woods, especially in the mountains with one in the chamber. That's a good way to get yourself shot or someone else shot, yeah. especially this one because it don't have no safety. It's older than I am. <clears throat> so I just kind of cradle carry it in my arms, walk out some more, and we're coming to a point in the trail to where the, the, the ridge or the holler on my right-hand side is going to run out and I'm going to hit a curve that's going to bear to the left. And on the other side of this curve, there's an opening. And I thought, well, let's see if we can get him to show his face. So I speed up a little bit because I'm going to try to beat him to the clearing. And I can hear it. It's keeping right up with me every step, every pace, everything. And I'm and to be honest, I was getting a little nervous because this bear was acting strange. I never had a bear stalk me out like this. I never, I thought. You know, if you're hungry, just come and get a honey bun or come get a bite of my hide in. Good grief, quit following me, you know. So I'm thinking, all right, I need, I need to, I need to get him out here and open so I can scare him off or something, shoot around up there, whatever. So my plan was when I hit the curve, I'm going to hop the little bank and to go through the brushes there. And he's going to have to come through the bottom because there's on the other side of that curve, there's another hump that dropped down to take another little holler. I thought he's got to hit that before he gets to me, unless he just jumps it somehow, you know, whatever. And I thought, well, I'll get in the field because there's a little field that the TWRA cut in there for deer and stuff like that at the road. But it's so close to the road, you can't hunt it because you have to be so many feet from the road. So I jumped the mound and I'm listening and I can hear it coming through the brush. I hear it just beating everything up. And I'm just hearing how powerful this thing is coming through the bushes, coming up the hill. And I'm listening and I'm keeping on my pace and I'm timing it in my head. I'm like, All right, one, two. and then I, two, I turn around, throw around in it, and there's nothing. There's just silence. And I thought, this is the 
what? You know, it blew my, I was 16. I, it blew my 16-year-old mind at the time. I'm like, what is this bear doing? And then all of a sudden, now there was um, the lar thicket that's on the backside of this field. I would probably say it was four feet tall, maybe five, six feet. And whatever this was towered that. It was solid black. It never touched the it never touched the green or come out in the opening. It just stayed right there. It was hard for me to see because where the mount where the mountain was, it was the sun was coming through to me, so it was kind of in my eyes. And it, it just the solid mass black object was walking from right to left on down into the bottom. And now when I think back on this story. I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this thing walk off because I've got to walk through the rest of the field and then down another little hill and there's my truck. As I'm listening, I'm fixing to hit the, the hill that goes down out of the field. I hear just a knock, like a tree knock. At the time, I thought, what in the world? You know, Bigfoot, I had heard of Bigfoot, but Bigfoot wasn't like, you know, everything to me. Uh, it was this weird. This thing just stalked me out and was right with me every step. But what makes me believe it was Bigfoot is what happened exactly two weeks later. Two weeks later, we was up there. Bear season had opened up. And I think it was my weekend hunt that had opened up. And we got out there. We turned, We had our dogs um, rigging on the back of our trucks. And rigging means where you put your, dog, your hot-nosed dog, the dog that smells the best, up on the to- uh, dog box. You ride him up and down the road. And he'll smell for sin or something, and he'll strike on it, and he'll start barking and everything. So they're, the boys, the boys that do the do- deal with the dogs are doing that. They strike one, they turn loose. We probably had maybe eight or nine dogs loose that morning, and as they're out, we had Astro uh, Garmin Astro three twenties tracking collars on these dogs as well, and. When we watched the their trails, because you could physically watch their little trails where they would go, because they was each color coded. So, two of them broke off from the main race, and what I mean by race is the the dogs are race chasing the bear. That's a what we call a race. So these two break off, and it was two younger pups of the whole group, and we kind of thought, ah, maybe they jumped a pig or something. They're going to chase it. We'll catch them later. We'll we'll catch back up to them. Well, they used to say at the end of the day. The one dot one of the dogs had caught back up. We harvested a bear today. A young kid that was there had never harvested one. So we let him. I actually took him in to get the harvest the bear. And he got his first bear that day. It was a great day. Someone got their first bear. We all did good. No dogs got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Great day. So we thought. But we pulled back up the car, uh, Garmin, was looking. All dogs were accounted for except for that one. We thought, okay, maybe he got down there, got hurt. Bear may have, or pig may have bust him up and he's scared. He's a little pup. He was a young pup. Maybe he's scared. We'll go down there and get him. So we walked down there and get him to go down there to get him. We're following the trail on the Garmin. And as we're coming down, we're coming up to a little opening. I would say this opening was like 20 by 20. Okay. And there was a, uh, a pine tree kind of in the middle, maybe offset to the right, a little bit of the middle. And then there was other trees surrounding it. And it was clear opening to the sky. You can see, look up, and there's the sky. I don't know if that means anything, but I'll just mention the details. 
But as we're walking down, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm looking at the garment. I'm thinking, well, that dog's supposed to be right there. Where's the dog? And we're looking and walking and we're just walking around looking. Okay. Maybe the dog slipped his car. It fell somewhere. Or maybe, um, maybe he's laid in the hole here somewhere. I don't know. So I'm looking around and I just happened to catch an orange, an orange antenna with a black tip. That's what was on these, on these garments. And it was under leaves and branches and everything else. And I'm kind of digging it out. There's the dog dead. And this dog looked like had someone had taken its head and you just clapped. The cranium was completely crushed. There wasn't no claw marks. There wasn't no one side of the cranium or, or eye sockets or nothing broken from us. I've seen dogs get hit in the face with a bear before. They leave a cut or they may break their jaw or may kind of do an indention on their cranium. But to completely crush it is something else. This dog's cranium and neck was completely crushed. Not only that, it was buried under leaves and sticks. So, and we all just blamed it on the bear. <laughs> I mean, but now when getting into the subject, I know it wasn't. It, it can't be. I let my judgment, my better judgment get to me and just kind of like, oh, it, it's a bear. Nah, a bear, big old bear come through. But that bear we killed, field dressed, it was maybe 80 pounds. It was not that big. No. So it wasn't that. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. Wow. It was yeah, that's, completely crushed. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, and just like you said, that's that's hard to explain mm. any regular animal or human, you know, having the yeah, the capacity to be able to to do something like that that's that's kind of unheard of it takes a a massive feat of strength to clap a dog's head into just mush wow like i said it was it was completely mushed because there was matter coming out of the ears nose and mouth wow its eyeballs are pretty much gone its neck was broken it was broken there was no claw marks to the neck or to the head, nothing. It was completely crushed. And the only reason I can sit here and know positive what happened to this dog is because in high school and some kind of off out of high school stuff, I took veterinary science and small animal care and stuff like that. So when I seen this dog, I thought, well, that thing's done. I mean, its head was, it was all, there was, there was bits of bone out of the top of its head as well. It was completely crushed. Yeah, it sounds like you don't have to go to school and know that thing's dead. That- <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it, was be- it was better nine o'clock. That's one of them shit, he's dead. Gosh, yep. that's shoot. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. That one off. Dang. See, oh, yeah. My brother in law and my father in law big time bear hunters with dogs. And mm. uh they've lost a few to bears, but not like that. Right, exactly. Uh, they've got their guts exactly. bit out or something mm-hmm. like that, and those yeah. dogs are like their babies. You know, yeah. they, <laughs> you don't mess with them dogs. Like, right. I've seen my grown ass brother in law cry. You know, yeah. every he loves them dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's their job. You know, they hunt and they're good mm-hmm. at what they do. Oh yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, the big and, guy, and another, the big guy's not our homie. Whenever he's out here crushing pup skulls, come on, Bigfoot, do better. <laughs> right, you, we right. we can't have you doing that. 
Right. Yeah. yeah he is short tempered. <laughs> he might have been drinking. You don't know. Right. Well, I mean, that the whole area is just odd. It has had a lot of Bigfoot activity as well. Like I was saying, from where I had my thing, the thing followed me out. I'm just going to call it Bigfoot. When the, big, the Bigfoot followed me out to where the dog was killed was basically across the road on down in what they call the teepee of the kind of the rafter area. Um, so, and then right up the roads, Jeffrey's hell. So it's kind of a big spooky area. And I just learned that the rafter area is actually dog man's domain of the Cherokee national forest, South Cherokee national forest. Hmm. So, so what kind of accounts are we getting out of there? What kind of dog man accounts? Well, the whole dog man thing is within that area is new to us. This is something we had just learned about. Miss Janice Carter's actually been one investigating that. She shared the information with me because in the backside of Rafter, there used to be, I think it's still there, but I don't think they do much with it anymore. There used to be a deer farm back there. So it was just ripe for the picking. I mean, just ripe for everything for them, everything to be there for them. Um, but supposedly, according to her, that they are several, not just one or two, but several that hang out in this area and they are dangerous, according to her. Of course, dogman cryptids, these predators are dangerous anyways. I mean, you must you have to treat them with the utmost, utmost respect or they'll hurt you pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, but that that's the rafter area is a very dark area anyways. It's very deep, it's very wide, it's very narrow, it's very weird. So and then, you know, like I said, talking back about Bigfoot, um, in that area, we've got the Black Mountain Monster, which is, according to Miss Janice, the old grumpy man of the mountain. He's just an old grumpy Bigfoot that runs around <laughs> and messes with people. If you come into this one area and camp, he'll circle your camp all night long, will not let you sleep, and throws rocks at you or sticks. Or, I want to go to that camp. Or... <laughs> He will actually, if you go up to the Turkey Creek Overlook, and if you hear a rattlesnake while you're in there, it's probably him. It ain't a snake. It's probably him. Hmm. Sources say. My now, luck, I'd see, get up there. Now, don't and I'd tell hear me that. that. I'd get bit right in the nuts. That's exactly what <laughs> I'd I was getting ready right to say. I'd take one right in the perineum. That's what happened. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Somewhere. I'd be looking up for, for the yeah. old grumpy man of the mountain and step right on a flipping rattlesnake, get eat up. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, he, he's known to be up there and do that because you would think when you hear that, oh, we're, is probably rattlesnake and it kind of reverberates in that metal building of, of the restroom. Cause there's a restroom there. You would think that, but when you walk outside the building, it sounds like it's the biggest rattlesnake you've ever heard. It's it's from sources say. Dang. So, yeah. And he gets up there and he hoops and hollers. We actually, Greg, uh, one of our other members, uh, uh, one of the second members, he actually went two weekends ago up that area and kind of just announced himself what he was there for. And he straight up got an answer. He just said, I'm here. There's some apples here. I just want to know if you're here. Holler back at me if you're here. He went up there, did two two whoops. By the time the third whoop was fist come out of his mouth, from 150 yards down the hill, 
Here come another whoop right up to him. So the big man is active up here. We have a clan in this area that is probably consist of um, 12 right now. According to, according to our source, Miss Janice Carter, who's been studying this area for a very, very long time, there is a clan of 12 here, and they're not necessarily dangerous except for one that she calls Blackie. And Blackie is supposed to be a very, very dangerous Bigfoot, and you do not want to cross paths with him. Um, mm. According to her, uh, one of her stories is that she, he, Blackie actually raped a woman and sent her to Motskambian. It's because no one believed her. So she got sent to Montscambian. I'm assuming Montscambian, she said the nut house. There's only one nut house right here called Montscambian. Um, we need to talk so, to that lady too. Yes. Just Janice has some things you will ne- not believe. Jeez, you want to know, you want to know what's here and what's going on. She is the lady to talk to. And I'll speak on what something she shared with me not too long ago. Um, that's kind of just new to me. There is a report in Vonor, Vonor, Tennessee, uh, that there is a creature that resembles a Bigfoot in height and width, not as built, not as you no know, muscular, hairy, but has antlers on its head as if it's like a um, elk antlers, not mule deer, not oh white my elk, but God. antlers of like an elk, and they're black. You know I mean? Black is the creature. Oh my God. You want me to tell you who that is? What? <laughs> Justin? Well, you want to tell him who that we is? We would say that's an old God. I don't yeah. know if I would specifically say one in particular, but mm-hmm. there are several uh, horned deities. That mm-hmm. have been worshipped or reveled for a long, long, long time, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of these horned deities are the product or byproduct of one in particular horned deity that we know as Pan, Sir Nunos, you know, the great stag, the great antlered god mm-hmm. of the wood. So Alice, is that his name? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it was, Phallus. Now, like I said, this this information for me was was new, but it's an encounter that let's see, I've heard I heard something similar to this, but they said it looked like it's carrying bushes on its head. But uh according to Miss Janice, she's seen it twice now and it had antlers. Now you will hear, I mean, you uh, will hear like, and it's usually Southwest and stuff like that. You know, the, the, the skinwalkers, the Wendigos, the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You will hear some of these instances and encounters of people seeing these things, these antlered mm-hmm. creatures and saying, Oh, well that was a Wendigo or, yeah, but man, I'm telling you, any time, any this neck of the woods, fella. <laughs> anytime, Especially in this neck of the woods, in central in central Appalachia, where we are, mm. man, I'm telling you, it's just every time that we hear about some kind of horned or antlered creature or deity, and, and I'm not saying for sure that's absolutely what it was, but right. 
I mean, it's something, it, it, it's an old God that is still, still paid homage to by a lot of different sects and groups in our area, in East Tennessee, in Eastern Kentucky, in Central Kentucky, Southern West Virginia, Southwestern Virginia, Western North Carolina, you know, here in Central Appalachia, Middle Appalachia. Now, you know, you have a lot of of um, different groups that, you know, pay homage to what they call the green man. Oftentimes, you know, mm-hmm. he's represented by being this antlered deity. It's a lot. It's a lot that goes on. I've never heard of black antlers, though. That's Not the green man. That's scary. That's something. Weird. That's scary. That's well, really weird. Like that might be actual pan, right? That's scary. That is that's that's yeah, creepy. We brought him back. We're the ones we did not bring him back. Like, where Ryan? you at, Pan? Don't don't talk like that. Where you we at, did not pan? bring you back. We didn't bring you back. You and Lilith are being little bitches right now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> say that right now. It's been a weird day already, dude. <laughs> Don't bring them out. Oh man! Don't bring them so you out. Guys, you guys, you guys got Bigfoot, Dogman, mm-hmm. ghosts, mm-hmm. UFOs. Now we're thinking, yeah, UFOs. Yep. A hadron collider that helps. Mm-hmm. That really helps bring out the weird. Yeah. And then now the possibility of Cernunos himself or a Wendigo, or what do they call Skinwalker? Mm-hmm. But those guys, you don't really see like they'll have like skull faces, things. Right. Like well, that's that. usually, like, like I said, that's usually Southwest. I mean, that's usually coming yeah. from the native, you know, the Reses and all that. Which I mean, you know, he is talking about a whole lot of Cherokee land and stuff. But mm-hmm. even in you know, you don't hear a whole lot of Cherokee lore about. I mean, they do talk about some shapeshifters, and they talk about you know, different things, but I always, well, the way that they present it and the way that I always think of that is more of like a spiritual basis, you know, instead of being like mm-hmm. a physical flesh and blood and, you know, all of this stuff might be totally spiritual. Who knows? You know, it, it may be all be mm-hmm. flesh and blood. None of it may be flesh and blood. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've never touched one. I mean, the never- chair. Yeah, go ahead. The, the go ahead. Cherokee called them the spirit of the forest. I mean, that's their stories. They were the protectors of the forest. They were the spirits yep. of the forest. And yep. they had conversations with them. Like you even said earlier, they mingled with one another. They lived in each other's villages. Yeah. So, and if you go back, like we were talking about Pan and Sir Nunos, that's what he was the god of. He was mm-hmm. the god of the wood, the god of the forest. The you know, He was the protector. <laughs> He's the the he was the protector of, protector of the green. I mean, it's definitely he interesting. He wouldn't man. have like a royal guard. Well, I mean, that's why yeah, if, if you look at that, that's actually a new one for me. If you look at Fey folklore, the Fey, and obviously folklore and, and legends, you know, they change from here. But if you look at certain tales, you know, they all had like this hierarchy, right? You had mm-hmm. all kinds of these different little Fey critters. You know, you had fairies and pixies and gnomes and uh, you know, all these different things, mm-hmm. elves. 
Like you had all this stuff, but they mm-hmm. all answered to this, you know, top of the hierarchy, God of the wood or God of the forest or goddess of the forest. So, I mean, there's always like in not, well, not always, but in a lot of this folklore, you know, there is like this hierarchy that you're looking at. So it, it, it's weird, man. It's, it's like throughout history, like all the weird stuff that we're talking about right now, you know, all of these different things. If you go over to Ireland and Scotland a couple hundred years ago, that's all fake. Even UFO abductions, UFOs mm-hmm. that you see, they're, they're fairy lights. They're fairy rings and circles. All the, the extra dimensional stuff that we're talking about that's going on at Oak Ridge. Well, shoot, people mm-hmm. a thousand years ago said if you stepped into a fairy circle, then you would wake up and, and be transported into this fairy realm to where you would be communicating with all these different creatures and all these different things. Like you had the whole changeling thing, you know, that's, that's abductions. Mm-hmm. They, you, the fairies would come in and they would replace mm-hmm. their sickly yeah. fairy offspring with a, a healthy human child. So, I mean, you, you have all like, oh, yeah, it all changed, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, throughout time and throughout history and throughout like cultural and societal views and opinions. You have the exact same things that are constantly going on all throughout human history, but they're just, they're titled. Mm-hmm different ways that people call them different things. Right. I think those fairy circles were made of mushrooms and those people weren't <laughs> asleep. Well, we could get into, <laughs> they were just having a lot of fun. Well, that could lead us into if when you're seeing things, when you're hallucinating on mm-hmm. mushrooms, if you're actually hallucinating or not, or, if you're really talking or, or witnessing some kind of entity, some kind of being, something in a different realm or dimension. Mm-hmm. I mean, because again, we get into the whole, what does it do? It it works with the chemicals of the brain, including DMT, right? Mm-hmm. People that do DMT, mm-hmm. they all talk about the same exact things. They all see the same things. It's yeah. not different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird, man. I don't want to You you said it best, Justin, in one of your episode that this is dark and bloody ground. That's just all it is. Appalachia is a dark and bloody ground. I mean, the river uh, that is the Hawassi, yeah, the Hawassi River down in Polk County. I've always been told that's the blood river, that there's always been so much bloodshed there. Good grief. Uh, Deliverance was filmed in that area down in here. <laughs> I mean, there you go. <laughs> it's just a very, very dark yeah. area. This whole, everybody talks about the great smoky mountains and stuff like that. But I think there's far more in my neck of the woods to deal with than a lot of the smoky mountains. There's, yeah, there's Bigfoot, there's Dogman, there's been UFO lots, but you get off in these national forests, like what I have in the South Cherokee and stuff, things get weird, very weird, and very fast. Well, I mean, think about oh, it, yeah. man. And you know as well as I do. You know, you're a hunter. You you've been in the woods all your life, just like we have. I mean, I was just well, I'm not gonna get into my stuff just yet. 
but I was mowing today and just mowing and, and being at the edge of the yard and looking around. You can't see another house. There, there's mm-hmm. nobody. There's nothing within sight. And I mean, not just because the brush is so thick, because it is. But I'm talking to get, you know, in a certain like a, a the way a crow would fly. You've got to go down through this big holler and back up another side of a mountain and up on top of another ridge before you get to the next house in that way. Well, this time of year, especially, man, where where everything is just so thick, you know, the, the green is just so thick. The canopy is so thick. I mean, a gigantic creature of any, any sort, you know, a, that's not to mention any other thing, but. Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking about like a residential area. You get to some of these places mm-hmm. in these national forests, you get to some of these places in these different reserves and all this different stuff. And you go to an overlook and just look out mm-hmm. and think, man, mm-hmm. it's vast, vast wilderness, thick, almost, mm-hmm. almost, almost wilderness so thick that you can't even get through it without you know, having a piece of equipment or really taking some painstaking labor just to get through. So you look mm-hmm. at it from that end, man. And, you know, people always want to say, well, there's so many people now. How did it look here where we are, even in the Smoky Mountains, a, a, one of the number one tourist spots in the whole nation. Mm-hmm. You get up on top of the smoke. Some of these places, some of these areas, dude, it's nothing but wilderness, no people around mm-hmm. as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. I was, I was just seeing that earlier. Even take, take Chattanooga, Knoxville, Johnson city, Kingsport, Bristol, all those. I mean, two of them being major cities, the other ones being cities themselves, but still the wilderness in East Tennessee vastly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even compare. They, you know, is more numerous than this. I mean, it covers way more territory. Well, I mean, just think about all the little. You know, I've lived in this same area for thirty years. I've hunted. I've four wheeled. I've fished. You know, I've I've hiked and explored. I've been in the woods my whole life. When I got out of school, I was gas welling and pipelining and going to all these little you know, gas well roads and hills and ridges and hollers and all these different places. And still, still, I haven't hit every road that there is to hit, let alone all of these different, you know, I was actually coming across from work today and looking out over a power line right away that's closest to my house and thinking, dude, if you just followed that power line right away, it goes through some of the most treacherous places that you can go. Like you can't take the only way that you could go is on foot. And you still, if you, even if you followed that, you're looking at like straight off cliffs and all of these different things. Like there's just so much wilderness, man. There's so much that's, that's there mm-hmm. that who knows what's out there. I mean, who knows? I actually, I, I took a picture. Exactly. And that's, I took a picture off the back of, you know, down in the holler from my backyard today and just put it on Discord. Mm-hmm. It was being awful cryptic and said something like, you know, 
what's hiding in the shadows of the deep dark green. You know, just being goofy. Yeah. But it's 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 true. Right. Like that's my backyard. I mean, you yeah. know that it's not out here on top of some mountain and some ridge where there's literally nobody for miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what could be there? If I am right. something that doesn't want to be seen, then I'm not going to be seen. You can forget about it unless somebody just happens to to stumble up on me one day. I mean, it. I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, you're you're completely right. There's, you know, I get the same feeling when when I just get out and look. What, what's out here? There's so much forest. There's so much deep hollers. There's so much bottomless pits. I mean, good grief. We got a place up here in the South Trek and that's forest we call Dark Holler. Even broad daylight, it's dark. I mean, plum dark. And there's just no telling the vastness of stuff that could be here, could be crawling around, walking around, flying around, because we've got Thunderbirds undoubtedly here too. So you're completely right. And then you want to, you know, you talk about in your, your neighborhooded areas, like I was talking about Teleco Village area. Supposedly this dog man's walking through people's yards right on the lake. And what's up the lake? Sequoia uh, birthplace. There's a mound there. You got Fort Knox. What's to say there's something underneath that lake? And then, because I mean, there's just like, you know, I guess goes with all the vastness. There's just everything is so wide open once you get out of the residential. But at the same time, the residential is kind of having some of the same experiences. We don't know. Once it's like my grandfather always told me, once you, uh, once you, how do you go? Oh, once you think you know it all, life will kick you in the ass and it'll show you right back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's true, man. That's true. So well that's yeah. that's what's that's what's so great about you know this podcast and, and all the other podcasts and different mm-hmm. content that's out there that you just yeah. sit around and you think about this stuff and you talk about this because we don't know. If 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 somebody ever comes forward and says, "Hey, I have all the answers," you might as well not even talk to them because no, there's nobody has yeah. all the answers. They're lying. Nobody has the answers. I mean, I, I don't mm-hmm. care what you think you know. Right. You don't know if you can't Unless see. It, he calls himself Jesus. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, they got it wrong the first time. We better not get it wrong. No, no. But, no, I think I think my spirit and Jesus' spirit will probably be all right. I think they'll probably uh, recognize each other. Or at least I'm hoping. But <laughs> no, man, so. it's just it, it's so interesting to think about. And not just in our time, but all of the stories that, you know, we've heard from our grandmas and grandpas and, and our great grandmas and grandpas mm-hmm. and their mind, these these stories and legends that have been passed down from generation to generation to generation, dude, some of the scariest times in my life have been when I'm sitting at the feet of my mama and she's just telling old spooky family stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, such and such seen this up this holler at this time, such and such, you know, had this account and encounter at the, like, dude, when I was little, I used to not be able to sleep at night from hearing all these stories mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah we you, used to sit around 
and listen. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Oh, uh, sorry. It was cutting out. I didn't know if you still talking. Anyways, no, you're okay. it's like, you know, I used to sit around uh, at Hardy's and Teleco. My papa, I've been calling him grandfather, but I'll just call him papa. But papa and his friends, they would sit at Hardy's and drink coffee sometimes after church and stuff like that. Or they'd meet on Friday nights and the women would do their own little thing. And I'd sit over with the men. And that was where your true knowledge came from. Boy, this the stories that come off of that table out of them men's mouth is unreal. That's how I know about a lot of this tales and stories of the South Cherokee National Forest. I mean, you're completely right. These old folk that's been here all their life, hands down, things been handed down from here to there all the time. They have the they've been here. They so they should know something. You know, it's like a story I came across not too long ago that I think you guys will find interesting. Supposedly. This was found in a diary, and the Cherokee that was here has Spanish gold hidden in a cave that's supposed to be in this cave that's supposed to be from wall to wall, ceiling to floor, end to end, full of Spanish gold. It took 40 horse loads to get the gold into this cave, and it's a story that was just told to me not too long ago. So there's some, you know, like, you know, you can continue what you're saying, but as this, there's these stories that keep coming down from the mountain and from generation to generation. Well, you guys may be treasure hunters now. I think we need to figure out. I think we need to figure out where this cave is. Hey, did you guys, speaking of that, did you guys see where that farm in Kentucky, where that guy found those 700 gold coins? No, No, I didn't. It was like valued what he found, just metal detected in a cornfield in Kentucky, central Kentucky. I think central Kentucky. It was Louisville news that, that put it out. Just a dude metal detected in a cornfield found civil war gold just buried in his cornfield valued over $2 million. So guess what, wow. boys? Treasure's still out wow, there. It's still what? there to be found. Yeah. Yeah, well, the story goes that this um, gold is supposed to be, now Now this is all I was told, uh, it's supposed to be some odd miles buried in a cave from Cahota. But it's going to be kind of hard to narrow down because Cahota was such a vast area because Cahota was the capital of the Cherokee, and that was here, but Cahota was such a big place, there's not no telling. Now, the yeah. Mount Vernon area of Teleco Plains is eat up with caves. Who knows? It could be off in one of them. I mean, I lost a, a coon dog off in one of them one night. Well, not me. A guy uh, sold it to. She ran off in a cave and disappeared. Never showed back up. But Wow. Yeah. That says things about those caves. Don't go in there. Yeah. Not alone, way. anyway. No. no. Dude, I love caving, though. Man, I love caving. I do, too. Gosh, I just—it's just the stuff in there that we don't know what's going to be waiting on us. Well, that's right. every theory that we have here is this stuff comes from subterranean depths. It comes from underground. It comes from caves. It comes from you know government established dumbs. <laughs> if you want to get really conspiratorial, but ah, yeah, I just love it. I can't help it. I can't help it. 
That's probably how yeah, I've like, learned, I've one of these days I've... when I'm just missing, that's y'all know Justin found a cool cave. He decided <laughs> to go in there with his little, yeah. with his light on his phone and that's it done. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, just, you know, kind of back up what you said with the whole caves thing. There's just, there's not, like I said, the Mount Vernon area is a pretty good eat up of caves. We've actually had a lot of some Bigfoot um, uh, encounters here recently that come from the Mount Vernon area. So they could be hiding off in them caves down the Mount Vernon area. And if there's a, let's put it this way, the dog that I had give to uh, someone to take hunting that night, he was hearing her bark on the trail of the coon and it kind of echoed and then it went silent lost all tracking on that dog just totally disappeared and walked up to the mouth of the cave that dropped straight down didn't hear a dad burn noise so there ain't no telling i mean even in that area the mount vernon area you want to go into something a little deeper there has been sightings of a black panther here recently there could be hiding off in there lord i shot at one back at the home family farm in etowah back in 2013 come up on a coon hunt one night and there it was just all black as night black as black could be the biggest teeth you've ever seen in your life and that little 22 i had at the time i don't think it did much but it never did show back up <laughs> hopefully that was just enough to scare oh well, i know black panthers uh-huh. around i've seen so them. Too. i've yeah. seen them we've even had mountain lions actual cougars here recently too me and my wife actually seen one maybe two years ago. We caught the middle of the back half of it going off in the woods. So we, and then other people seen it. And my papa actually had some chickens come missing and he walked outside there night. He thinks it may have been a bobcat, but he said, why is a bobcat got a really long tail? I said, papa, that yeah. ain't no bobcat. <laughs> no. That's something else. Yeah. That's not a bobcat. No. It's in the name. They have to have the tail to be a Bob cat. <laughs> right, That's, exactly. Maybe the mountain lion's name was just Bob. You don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe yeah. he identified himself and said, hey, I'm Bob. So Stephen's yeah. papa said it was a bobcat. There you go. Maybe. Case solved. <laughs> Figure right. it out. <laughs> but no, dude, it's, it's, it's definitely... The area that we're in, man, here in central Appalachia, it's it's weird, dude. It's weird all the way around. And the same things that that you guys are discovering and coming across, you know, all the stories, all the accounts, all the encounters on your side of the border. You know, we're doing the same thing on this side of the border and and you know, just hearing all the stories like I don't care where you go. I don't care what little town. I don't care who you're talking to. Everybody's going to have the same kind of stories. And man, it all just goes back to the question that I always have. Why? Why here? And obviously we have our own theories. You know, we have our own beliefs as to, you know, what's going on here. And then I think when you throw in a uh, a particle accelerator on top of that, 
and you start trying to open up stuff mm-hmm. to get these other realms and you throw in, you know, a lot of, a lot of people still practicing some of these pagan rituals and all of these different things trying to Justin. Yeah. Yes. You're breaking up, buddy. Oh, well, I'll just shut up then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't catch the last 10 seconds. I was just talking about you put all of the different things that are going on in our area into one basket. And it's no wonder there's so much. When you have a particle accelerator, when you have the modern day practicing of a lot of these pagan rituals and, and the contacting of these entities and old and gods. We're probably getting it wrong. Probably getting it wrong. Well, yeah, you have, well, you know, you have people that have absolutely no idea what they're doing no or what idea. they're talking. It's it's an emo thing, right? You have a bunch yeah. of high school kids Nowadays, that want to dress themselves sadly. and all. Yeah, it is. You have a bunch of, of kids that, that want to rebel against something. So they decide, Oh, I know what would be cool. Let's go out here in the woods and uh, make a salt circle around us and light these candles and start doing these chants and incantations <laughs> and try to summon Lilith. And then guess what? Guess Damn what? Kids. We just talk about her and try to expose, you know, what we think she is. And she shows up. Yeah. Let alone going in the woods and trying to call her out. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, she may take you up on that. There's yeah. no telling that, that what's happened in these areas because if you look at a, a, a mountain here that's called Star Mountain, now Star Mountain was named after a man called Caleb Star. And there's a whole big story about, you know, him. He was basically, he was praised by the Cherokee. Cherokee loved him. Lord, he even let them marry their kind. He had a Cherokee wife. So they had kids. And when it was time for and they, so they, like I said, they had kids. The Cherokee loved him. The Cherokee named the mountain after him. And stories that's been told to me was, and it's in history, excuse me, but it was, it's also a history document that um, the, when, ta- when the Cherokee were ordered off that mountain, that portion of the mountain Caleb's son was actually one of the main guys that helped remove the Cherokee from this. So what do you think is going to happen? You're turn your back on your own kind. They're going to curse that mountain. I've heard that mountain's cursed. I won't go on star mountain no more. There's been a lot of things happen on star mountain with me. I don't, it people die, go there and die and commit suicide. People have accidents all the time. There's, we there was an outbreak of black tongue or something like that with whitetail deer at one point in time they had mass burning piles of deer at one point in time just very dark place and i don't like being there at all i don't just just don't sit right with me but people there's other people go up there and they love it well just wait till dark (laughs) so yeah and, and just go right along with that there's no telling how greedy you know when white men came to this area and over on the boats and stuff like that he was greedy. He come in and took everything. The natives were here. This was their land. This is they treated it with respect. 
So white man comes, screws it all up for everybody. Cherokee says, okay, you can have it, but there's something going to come with it. You know, you, you just ain't going to get it for free. There's going to be something come with it. And then, you know, like, you know, the like Yenza said before, these mountains are older than bones. <laughs> so there's no telling what walked this earth back then. Yeah. There's no telling what floated on this earth back then. There's yep. no telling what come out of the flood back then. I mean, this is all there is to it. There's just, it's just, it's a very odd, dark place. We've messed with somebody, somewhere along the line, someone messed with something they shouldn't have, and it screwed everything up. Well, I think a yeah. bunch of people have messed with a bunch of things that they shouldn't have. And mm-hmm. again, my belief at the end of the day, we're in a spiritual battle every day. There's light and there's dark. Mm-hmm. You know, the, mm-hmm. the Bible tells us that be aware that we may be encountering angels unawares. You know, I mean, so, so that tells us that there's right. a good side around it. And then you see all throughout the Bible of, you know, talk of demons and, and evil spirits and all this and that. Mm-hmm. So that tells me they're there. So, yeah. The veil is thinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's I for think, sure. I think that's a good way to put it. I think that's a good way to put it. I don't know, man. It's, yeah. With, with things if, going if, on in the world as it is. Yeah. And prophecies coming true and everything. that It's right there in our books, guys. I mean, come yeah, on. It is. It's, it's telling us. It, it, I mean, we got to wake up, smell the coffee. Well, I mean, if, if you couldn't this make. This world's going to come. Yeah. If you couldn't make contact with these things, mm-hmm. then people wouldn't do it. They wouldn't try it. Like right. eventually, especially over the course of, you know, hundreds, thousands of years. I mean, you know, there has to be something to it mm-hmm. for people to continue to do it. Something's got to be coming from. It. Right. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It, 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 Someone's poking the bear and they don't really need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe legitimately. Yeah, somebody <laughs> just don't go poking that uh, old man of the mountain. He seems grumpy. That's yeah. a, and I do want to go camping in that spot. Yeah, go camping in the City Co. Wilderness. Well, the city, well, it's called the City Co. Wilderness area, but everybody around here is called City Co. You got Indian Boundary Campground, which is a man-made lake campground area up on the top. And then... At the bottom is the city co area. Um, there's, you know, and at the bottom, when you hit the bottom of the road, there's a little low concrete bridge to the right. And that, that I can't remember the name of that campground. It was named. I don't think you're actually allowed to camp there no more, but you can walk the trail that's behind it. And people kind of camp off trail up there behind the big main spot. And this is where things have been happening. As of two, three, three months ago, where Greg works, one of the guys of the of the group, a guy come to him, telling him him and his girlfriend were in there camping, and was having big rocks being thrown into their camp, and something kind of just grunting and just hollering at them. Circled their camp all night, didn't let them sleep. Just messed with them all night. There's BFRO reports of the of that area, the same thing. And we tried to get this guy on record with us and kind of write it down, but he wouldn't because undoubtedly hit and Corden to what he told greg is his dad is some importance at ut 
So he wouldn't come on record with us. No. Hmm. So I get that. You gotta yeah. protect yourselves. Right. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. Man, I gotta tell you. Yeah. We've we've uh what is it? We're over an hour and a half here, Dustin. Yeah, we're close to I an hour and a half. Five. <laughs> so I'm gonna I so gotta we'll, go to Mississippi tomorrow, so Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, before we wrap this up, Stephen, any any last remarks, any last big hurrah, th- something that you want to share with us before we jump out of here? Um, I just want to say, you know, on, on record to you guys, thank you so much for letting us come on, be able to hear to um, express the uh, the group and what we're going to do and what we plans are. And I'll just kind of go into the group a little bit more, if that's okay, you know, here at the end. So, you know, like I said, Arcane Discoveries is going to be a group where we look into one mystery at a time and expose it to the world, pretty much. We're going to try our best to bring content to the viewer, the truth, the real, no BS, no nothing like that. And like I said, we have full-fledged videos coming up here soon. We're going to have them. We're going to be out in the thick of it. We're going to put ourselves in the environment. We're not going to go out here and start whooping, beating on trees. Yeah, it works, but it's we're going to go in the mindset of a predator. We're hunting a predator. You want to be quiet. You want to be still. You want to be stealthy. We're going to go in. we got some tactics we're going to try, some things we're going to look into, and we're going to see if we can catch one of these creatures on film. We're going to do the best I can to bring, do our part and bring justice or the light to this dark mountain you know we want to light it up we want to know people to know and yeah i just want to warn people don't don't think these creatures are just bloodthirsty things they're really there are accounts there are but there are accounts there ain't go enjoy nature but just be aware these things are here just keep your eye out ears out stuff like that and you know come along with us on the journey we we're right now we're posting um just little odd end videos we found on the internet to kind of, you know, show some things that's going on around the world. We actually have a video. I don't know if you guys seen it. We have a video on our page uh, from 2021 of a Bigfoot that was filmed in the, uh, on a wood line of field in Madisonville, Tennessee, out in broad daylight. Um, so we're, 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 we've looked into that stuff. We're going to be looking into that area. We're going to be looking to many, many, many more areas. We've got, Lots of great content planned. We've got a podcast we're going to eventually get into when we get everything set up. We've got, I've got list after list of people with encounters, whether it be dog, man, ghost, Bigfoot, UFOs, whatever. So, and I would, you know, uh, you can find us on YouTube at Arcane Discoveries 423. It's Arcane underscore Discoveries 423. And it's pretty much for that on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And then, just yeah, just give us a like and follow and share something. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do our part to bring light to the mountain that we call home. Um, we've got plans to go to LBL. We've got plans to go back to well, uh, Werewolf Springs over Middle Tennessee, where actually Greg's originally from, and things he's encountered over there. Um, so we have just stick around. You know, we've got good things coming. That all Absolutely. sounds awesome, man. I can't yeah. wait. Absolutely, Hillfolk. Go check out Arcane Discoveries. And remember, 
You heard them here first. You heard them here first, Hill folk. They're going to be doing big things. Go give them a like. Go give them a follow. Be looking for all the stuff that they have coming out. And when it does, show them some love. Show them some love. Reach out to them. Share whatever with them. Share your experiences with them. Even if you've shared them with us, too. Share with Just spread the weird all the way around. Build the tribe. Oh, yeah. Build and, and the tribe. I would, I would like to invite... I'd like to invite, you know, anybody that feels that they want to share a story with us. Um, I'll document it and I will um, put it into like an archive and eventually we may bring you back on for the podcast or I may narrate or someone may narrate it can talk better than I can into a short video of your encounter. But just email us at arcane discoveries, four, two, three at gmail.com. You know, we want to hear from you. You know, we would love to. You heard it there, hell folk. You know what to do. Show them the love. Leave them the reviews. Five star reviews, please. And tell them the AI boys. We've had a couple of funny one. Yeah, tell them the AI boys sent you. That way they'll know where the love's coming from. Of course, he said they're going on Tony's show, so it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, well, the whole with Tony's show, that was something that was for my own personal stuff a long time ago um so but you, you know with you guys your guys have brought us on and they spread the word about the group and, and you know yes. and thank you guys so much i'll make sure that you know i spread the word about y'all all the time and any other great podcasts i hear but you guys especially you are in the heart of appalachia here and you know kin folk just up the road basically that's uh, right up the mountain and uh We'll make sure we send a bunch of people y'all's way for, you know, much love and everything. You know, thank you guys. Thank you, Hill, uh, Hill folk, for li- sitting here and listening to me. All right. Absolutely. And even if it is a personal thing, you better drop Arcane Discoveries on Tony's show. Just throw it out there. Just put it in the conversation. Oh, yeah. Because people will come flock. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll, I'll sneak it there in the end. Yeah, there you go. But now, Stephen, we really, yeah. really appreciate you coming on here, man. We appreciate you sharing all your encounters, um, all your theories and thoughts. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing, man. You know, we always encourage everybody out there, you know, everybody listening, check out your own backyard because there's weird there. You don't have to mm-hmm. to look at what's you know going on a thousand miles away from you to see something weird. Look in your own backyard because I promise there's something that you'll find that's weird. But we do appreciate you so much for coming on, spend this time with us, brother. Hill folk, you know where to find us. Check out all of our socials or listen in the show notes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Come over and hang out with us over on the Discord. Uh, it's just a big happy family over there sharing life and the weird stuff together. Not Sometimes not even weird stuff. Sometimes what we're cooking for dinner or uh, cool pictures of our pets yeah. or just whatever. You know, just living life together. Um, you can support us by coming over on Patreon, checking us out over there. We've got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, you can support the show. We have a support the show link that's in the show notes. You can give that way. Uh, but the biggest way that you can support us is just sharing the show, share it. However, you're most comfortable sharing it. That's the only way the show really grows. You guys do an excellent job of that. And we appreciate you so much for it. Uh, send us your stories at Appalachian Intelligence at gmail.com. Remember to get your tickets for 40 and airwaves. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Anything else, Ryan, before we jump out of here? 
Uh, Lance said, tell everybody, love yins mean it. Lance is a Protestant camp, but he does love yins, and he means it. Yep. All right, boys. Love y'all. I think they're bobbing for Jesus right now with the apples. <laughs> Heel folk. We love y'all. And until next time, we'll see y'all later.